0: Hello, welcome to MySpit Talks. I'm Chetan Shah, hosting a series of podcasts for the global events industry. In today's episode, we're listening to event professionals from around the world. We have Stefani from CS Events in Italy, Ursula from the German Convention Bureau, and Gunter from Destination China, all reported from their respective countries what they're seeing in COVID-19. Before I kick into the session, I've just got a quick two or three MySpit announcements. So suppliers who are listening to this particular um talk, it, just note that your profiles on mySbook we have made them more open than they were previously, even if you're not a premium member, just to help showcase what you can do, try and help the industry recover. So please go back into your profiles and update them because more content will show. We have got um, an upskill session tomorrow, which is all about pivot tables and how that can help delegate data. So if you want to do an upscale session on how to improve your skills, then that's on pivot tables tomorrow at 3 p.m. You can see our um, page on that. Um, on the forum page on the right-hand panel, there's a share, share link. So if you think anyone benefits from these sessions, then please do share that uh, link to them to join the forum and then to take part in these uh, talks. And finally, we've got a project going on which we want to try and get an advisory group from. So I'm looking for a few more buyers on the agency or corporate side to join this advisory group. So drop me a direct message if you're interested. We've got a call on Friday to discuss. Right, let's get into it. Um, What's today about? It's about learning from other destinations. Um, And I've got three great speakers um, from different parts of the world. So what I'm going to ask you first to do is... I'm going to ask um, the three speakers to introduce themselves and also just quickly tell us who you are, the company, and what areas can you speak about today? What is your knowledge of expertise? Um, so just a quick one-liner on that. So if we start nearest field, if we start with Stefania from uh, Italy.
1: Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Stefania from CS events. We are an Italian DMC and event agency and we will be talking about uh, um, what is happening with COVID-19 in Italy uh and especially which impact that we are seeing to tourism, and what we hope is going to happen in the future because uh although we are still in lockdown until may 4th and i'll tell you more about it later but you know we 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 got some ideas which we want to take forward to the government so i'll be sharing
2: our ideas
0: great thank you um ursula please
2: yeah, I'm Ursula from the German Convention Bureau. I'm based in Frankfurt, and uh, yes, happy to talk about well, what the situation currently is in Germany, what we expect to see maybe in the next few months or next six months, and uh, also what I hear from our um, international offices in overseas offices in China and the US.
0: Great, and furthest the field, uh, Gunther.
3: Hi, I'm Gunter from Destination China. Uh, we've been operating in China for about 20 years. And um, really, we're sort of coming out of the lockdown that, uh, that you're all in. And uh, I suppose what I can share is what is happening on our side on, you know, in terms of event space regulations, um, what we're putting into place to give a comfort level to our guests who are overseas, and also maybe a little bit of perspective of someone who's gone through sas and although that was regional it had a similar impact on how business was perceived um, as you are having internationally
0: that's great okay um, so the idea is, is that given everything that's going on we're hoping that these the speakers we have today can give us some insight as to what we might experience in the UK. But of course, we have to accept that all situations are very different. Germany's on a different path to last. Italy is on a different path. Um, so for societal reasons, government reasons, whatever, there are differences, but hopefully give us some indication. Um, let's, let's start with you, uh, Stefania. Um, Can you just tell us, in without going into the event side of things what is happening right now in italy what is happening in terms of movement in terms of um your personal situation and and i think may the 4th something's changing just tell us a little bit about what is happening personally uh
1: so we've been in lockdown since the end of you know the north of italy since the end of february we personally since the first week of march so we are nearly into our eighth week of lockdown and uh and uh Italy as a country has uh, given us very strict regulations with regards to lockdown, which talking to my peers in other countries, we are much more uh, limited in what we can do. Uh, For example, uh, we can only move outside our uh, doors up to 200 yards, that's it, you know. So, I mean, if we go out our flat, that's the maximum we can stretch our legs. We are not allowed to... This is, I mean, this, I'm telling you what it's supposed to be, and the majority of people are adhering to it. Of course, we got an uh, exception to the rules as usual, but you know we can only go shopping uh, wearing mask and gloves. Uh, you have to, and only one person per household. You can only go to your closest supermarket. Meaning, if you are running out of milk and your closest supermarket doesn't have any milk, you have to go without it. That's it. You know, so, I mean, we are not able to go out in um, myself and my husband. We have to say a whole, you know, one at a time within these 200 yards. Only if you go minors of uh, less than 12 years, so then you can go out and walk with them. So that's our standard life now. And um, and we are now, I mean, everything that we do, whether we go to, um, I don't know, the doctor or whether we go shopping. Then we have to have an auto declaration that we have to sign every time we go out. Because I mean, if we are stopped by the police uh, checking us, uh, they they retain that document. They're going to check that you are actually living in the address you put in the paper, and then the reason why you're going. And we are uh, we are unable to go out of our city, so we can only stay. You know, even if it's for an exceptional reason, which might be work related or. Uh, um, because I've, I, I don't know, I've got another urgent uh, business to attend. That is only within our city. If I have to go out of town, like I've got the, a, a, an old mother, which I, I cannot attend to because uh, um, that's considered like urgency and uh, an emergency situation, I need to have all the documents from the doctor, my mum, testing that she needs. Uh, help. And then I can only go there and stay within the, you know, theoretically, that, um, social distances and wearing gloves and masks every time I'm, I'm with her. So that's that, that's our rules. So this is going to be until May 3rd. But from May 4th, uh, things haven't changed much with regards to private life. Meaning, uh, instead of going out 200 yards, we can go a little bit farther for personal jogging, but still on our own. We, can, we are allowed to see relatives but uh, immediate relatives meaning my sister my parents if i haven't seen them so far and only if we maintain social distances and wear masks and gloves and we are not able to do family gatherings so i mean we italian we are passionate we want to you know every time they open up the doors, uh, in our mind we say okay i'm gonna have my first family meals after three months now we can't so i mean the majority of us are just saying you know, I stay you home and speak to them in FaceTime. At least I don't have a mask. I don't have gloves. Okay. And uh, and yeah, schools are not gonna open. Schools are closed. Uh, they are closed. We the kids are gonna go back in September. So that that's okay. our reality.
0: So and so from May the fourth, it's not really gonna change by that much.
1: No, personally, on a personal basis, no, it's not going to change. I mean, shops are still, retail shops are still going to be closed. That restaurant, bars and everything is still closed. So we only got supermarkets open and what they consider essential. Essential meaning even within the supermarket. I went the other day to a, a, you know, hardware shop. And I I needed something urgent, you know, for the house. And then they they were selling some some sunbed chairs. And I said, okay, I get one. And they were not allowed to sell it because it's not considered essential within the same shop.
0: Okay. So, you know, th- I mean, is this an indication of the UK in two weeks' time that actually not much changes? But this is why we're here. Ursula, what about you? Because generally, slightly, I wouldn't say you're weeks ahead of us, but I don't know. You were a different yeah. path. What, what are
2: well, you seeing? the most important measure that uh, remains remains to to keep your distance so it's at least one and a half meters in public um, and when you go outside you're not supposed to to be with uh, you can only be with one other person who is not part of your own household so families can go out together but if it's not part of your household you know you can only be with one more person Um, the current measures apply until well Sunday May 3rd we but really, I don't expect any major changes. Um, The travel ban, the the worldwide travel ban for tourist travel um, was just extended today until at least uh, mid June. So I don't expect any any major changes. We've seen some relaxation in the last few days. So some more shops are opening, um, schools are slowly opening, but Again, we are not going back into regular operations until after the summer holidays, so until after, uh, until September. So you know the kids go back in smaller groups, and maybe they go for one week and stay home for another week, and uh, keep changing. Um, when it comes to events, the situation is still not very clear. I mean, obviously, at the moment we cannot have any meetings at all. Large meetings um, are will not be able to go ahead until at least. 31st of August, but again, I think this is going to be extended. So I don't see any large gatherings or any large meetings um, for a longer period of time. Um, okay,
0: let's come back to let's come back to meetings. Yeah. Um, sorry, carry on.
2: Yeah. Well, our government just looks at it in like two weeks, always, you know, for two weeks, and then they see how the infection rates develop, and then they adjust the measures. So we expect, you know, um, some some news in the next days. Yeah. Okay.
0: For the next couple um, of weeks. Thank you, Gunter. What about you? What's what's it like in China? Um, well,
3: I'm based I'm based in Hong Kong at the moment. My team is based in China, so uh, right now in China, it's it's opening right up. Uh, there's not a lot of restrictions on on movement within the cities. If I you know if I can uh, use Hong Kong as a first example, we've never had any real lockdown. Um, mentioned SARS before. As soon as this started, we all wore masks and we all washed our hands, and uh, we haven't had any lockdown. We haven't had a serious issue. In China, they had a major lockdown, but each province was allowed to manage the way they wanted to, and they all managed differently. I had staff in several provinces. Um, so, you know, they basically everyone had access, everyone was divided up, they had access to one fresh market and one supermarket within an area, and they had a limited amount of time. They could go out and visit them um i must say that having the technology we have now zoom and all of that which we didn't have in 2003 has it made has made it much easier to uh, maintain connections with uh with the team and and so on and so forth um i think people have handled it very well but i think as well uh just being very frank you know, you've, you've been to china chatting with me in the early 2000s there's much more of a sense of discipline. If they're told to do something, they do it. And there's not so much of a fight against it. So it was much, you know, there was less of this, um, no, we don't want to, yes, we do, how long do we do. it? It's like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to do it this way, and that's how it is. Um, and it meant a total of nine weeks, really, in China. Hong Kong, like I say, uh, it's a personal discipline thing. We were very scared in 2003. And um, everyone picked up on it. And from the start, everyone's dealt with it. And because of that, we haven't really had any uh, any solid lockdown, with the exception that we can't travel overseas.
0: Okay. Okay, well, let's get to the crux of the industry that we're in. Um, Stefania, in terms of, uh, if you are a few weeks ahead of us, what, is there any activity whatsoever in terms of domestic or international Inquiries or or any stipulations of how events may return back to Italy.
1: There is no movement. I mean, we were all waiting for this new, you know, government decree, hoping in some share that would share some light with regards to social gathering, to tourism in general. But it didn't. You know, it didn't because they say that's the last one. Uh, the first sector, which closed down, and the last sector, which is going to reopen. Um, the reason, that's the reason why all the major associations in Italy, uh, with regards with tourism, and uh, together with some of the chapters like MPI, Italia, LightSight and, and so on, they got together and they wrote down a letter to the Ministry of Tourism requesting, you know, like, you know, getting together and giving them the reason why we should open, which is, you know, open clear to everyone, and helping them to understand what our industry is based upon, what are the, the practice that we can, the measure that we can put into practice to start business again. So they are working. They sent a long letter, and and they and this 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 team of let's say expert experts and people they cover all the different fields. It can be catering buses, that you know, event companies, uh, hotels, everyone. Together with some people from science, you know, from the, um, the the medical side, to make sure that the proposal that they are doing uh, are in line with what it has to be expected from guests. But um, so this has been sent, and they're also working on a manual, you know, dictating exactly the procedure that each of us, each in a different sector should should follow in order to be able to um, have events in the future. At the moment, uh, you know, you have to consider that until June 1st, we don't have any bar or restaurants open. i mean there's nothing we can actually do hotels are starting to reopen but only with regards to bedrooms so to sleeping so they have no restaurant they don't have any 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 bars or any facility that they can open because we don't have any official regulation dictated by the government so what we are basically asking is uh, we are giving suggestions and we're basically asking uh, some deadlines for deadlines you know okay i mean we can't operate events until i don't know september 1st fair enough okay we know that until between now and september 1st we can't do anything so that's 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 what our industry is is proactive doing proactively doing in here to make sure that we can do it what we know i mean that that a rumor said it that restaurants and bars when they will open they will need to be to, to follow social Distances, which is at least two meters between one table and the other. Fair enough. Which means loads of our restaurants might not go back to open at this stage because they are too small properties to afford to open. You know, there are restaurants which are we got 40 seats. I mean, if you've got two meters between one table and the other, you allow 15 people per evening or per serving. You know, we start dining at 7:30 until 10:30, so it's only one one third. So, I mean, there's no point. Mm. So, but we're we working, I mean, the, the suggestion that we received, uh, they are very, very intelligent, very useful. We can put them into practice. Uh, and if the government approves it and, and all the team approves it, then I think we can share with the rest of you guys. And, and there's something to look forward to. So.
0: Okay. So, what I'm hearing is that actually your Italy is not actually any much further in terms of thinking than we are what about in Germany what what are you starting to see open up and inquiry levels or how do you see the, the CVB move getting industry moving
2: Well, at this point, um, the good thing is we don't see really see any decline in long term RFP. So for the next year, so they keep coming Um, short term is really difficult to say as long as we are in a situation where we simply cannot have any meetings at all, Um, I think to say that domestic meetings will recover first, domestic events and smaller events will recover first and then international (laughs) will follow because we expect, you know, domestic travel restrictions to be lifted before and probably international travel restrictions to linger a little longer. Um, Still, a lot of events are being postponed to the last quarter of the year. Um, but we also see that um, you know events are being digitalized. So face-to-face events are being canceled. And even large events like the annual European Congress of Rheumatology, which was supposed to take place in Frankfurt in June, um, the face-to-face event was being canceled and is going digital. So people are trying to move events to a digital uh, format. Or, or a high format
0: yeah. And in, in terms of, is there any, um, is there any rest, uh, stipulations of how events, if they are put, what they need to adhere by in terms of data, medical provisions, social distancing? Is there well, anything that think- actually-
2: Well, nothing. uh, No, no, uh, we don't have any guidelines yet. But obviously, I think social distancing is going to be the key. So our locations, hotels, uh, Congress centers, and so on, we're all looking very closely at the entire customer journey of an event. So what happens when the guest arrives? Um, How can we, you know, do check in registration without actual contact? Um, We're looking at, uh, you know, we'll probably need to create have larger spaces or we choose numbers because we're not going to have we're going to make sure that the social distancing measures are going to be adhered to and this is going to be for for quite a while also food is an issue um you know probably no buffets i would think for a while things like that yeah
0: yeah so food yeah. is going to change in, in terms of um so the indicators for me are restaurants and sporting events as kind of key markers of how our industry might kind of follow suit the bundesliga is opening but how and what are they uh, do you know like what, what are they doing? i
2: think i think we'll see we'll see empty stadiums for a while yeah bundesliga is hoping hmm. to uh, uh, to pick up in may uh, in the next couple of weeks but there's not going to be um, any um, any fans in the stadiums
0: Okay. Yeah. We've got a question from Lois about the RFPs that you are seeing. Are they domestic RFPs or international?
2: Also international, but this is long term. Um so looking at, you know, earliest 2021, 20, 2022 and so on. Yeah. Um nothing international for this year, no.
0: Okay. And in terms of border controls, obviously you have borders with many other countries. Will that will they still uh will they be mad into even if your domestic industry starts to move
2: well the borders are for our border controls and uh, people who uh, who commute to work to another country like between France and and Germany for example that's okay goods are okay but apart from that uh, you're not supposed to to cross the borders yeah and we are hoping that this is going to be you know back to normal but um, we don't have a date yet unfortunately yeah okay that's why also we think that maybe some but we'll, we'll see some substitution where events that were planned uh, internationally are probably being you know moved to to the domestic market yeah
0: yeah okay so really all light eyes are on you Gunter, to, to kind of give us a steer of what oh. does what is the events industry or oh. how does it come back and what are you yeah. seeing well
3: we're, we're actually much further down the track in certain areas but if I can just <laughs> if I can Bring up a point I brought the other day. So, um, you know, we're currently going through COVID-19, and they're trying to find a, a um, vaccine. There are there are events and meetings, or meetings and and sort of corporate travel that will have to go ahead for business reasons. Nothing that is voluntary, that requires insurances, will go ahead until a vaccine is found. It's as simple as that. So, um, long haul international. And just being pessimistic and optimistic at the same time we started seeing our back in 2003 we only started seeing rfps coming back once a vaccine was found because then insurance kicks in so be it six months or be it 12 months down the track we're really not going to see any major move back um, i think um, until a vaccine is found Caveat there is, you know, your board meetings where you have to go and, you know, your, your essential companies are in France or in China or what have you have to go. So given that, we actually have a couple of uh, requests and things we're working on at the moment in China, which is quite interesting because um, there are international agencies that have uh, international contracts with pharmaceutical companies, car companies and so on and so forth. And domestically, they have to have dealership conferences and uh, and all of that sort of stuff. And they can go ahead in China at the moment. So there's very strict rules and regulations. Um, so if you're coming to Shanghai, you have to go online and you have to answer a whole lot of questions and you get a QR code. I don't know if you guys know what a QR code is. It's what you get on the WeChat. And if it's green, you can go to Shanghai. If you get yellow or red, you can't come. End of story. Well,
0: what's so, that looking at to say yes or no?
3: Um, they ask a series of questions about where you've been, what you've done, medical checks, the whole sort of stuff. So um, there, there's a requirement in all public spaces to wear masks, uh, there's temperature checks before going into any building and so on and so forth. Um, for events uh, like in Shanghai, in, if, if you have events, um, you must, uh, you, there's a requirement for 2.5 square meters per person in the event space. So I was talking to someone today about that. And I said, that doesn't include your space behind the rear projection screen. (laughs) That's the actual area people are in because they were trying to play with that. And I said, no, no playing with that. That's what it is. Same with lunch venues. So um, on the event side, particularly the hotels and the event venues, while this is is prevalent and before a vaccine becomes available, those are the two things, they will have to relook at their yield management uh because yield management in a hotel is based on one and a half square meters per person like right? you just have to re-look at it and and re at your pricing so we're we're seeing that structured return but i know as a as a dmc that relies on international long haul coming in that that's all we're going to get until there's a vaccine so we just have to manage between now and then on that so we're looking already at the winter olympics we're trying to um you know, sort of backwork that so that that keeps us going. Um, So, sorry, I just had a couple of notes here. So, you know, I made the comment about SARS and about uh, about when business came back. And it was literally the day a vaccine became available, business started to come back. So I think we have to be realistic about that. Um, Like I said, you know, uh, in China, they have a QR code. You have, uh, even if you go to a park, you have to have, your QR code with you. Public spaces. You have to have a mask, and uh, you, and someone can come up to you and check your temperature. If you don't have your QR code and mask, you get fined and sent home. So um, you know, I, 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 in in function spaces as well, there are regulations on aircon. If your aircon system in your facility is uses recirculated air, you can't use it during an event. So you know, facilities and venues have to look at alternatives like freestanding standing aircon units and so on and so forth, um, because that that's really where something can spread, isn't a recycled thing. So it's been um, it's been uh, it's it's been interesting from that perspective. But you know, what's interesting is the companies that are asking us to help them with events coming up that I call it domestic events in China, but run by an international company. In previous years, they would have sent a whole team to China to run it, but they can't do that now. So they're now relying on us entirely, which means we're going through a much, much more rigorous um, pre-check basis. They're do, they're checking five or six or seven or eight references. They're, um, you know, they're talking to five or six or seven of the recommended suppliers. We have, they're asking us for 10 years of financial records, which, of course, we're not going to give. We're a private limited company. I'm like, I can give you 20 years of license, but I'm not going to. Give you so those are the kind of things that are occurring because they're not going to be there. uh, They have to give a greater level of trust to the on-ground agency, and I think this might happen a lot more, where such a large team can't come to run an event, and they have to rely more on the local supplier to provide the, like in the old days when you took on an event, you took on the whole event. These days, you know the. They book the hotel, they book the AV, someone else books this, and you end up doing it. It's going back to that old system where it's like, okay, you're on the ground, we can't all make it there, so you need to cover everything for us. So that's been an interesting, that's only been the last probably three or four weeks, uh, and it's been a, it's meant this is very early for me, because I've been doing calls and stuff till three, four in the morning to cover those to cover that territory. So, yes, um, so I know I've been talking a while, but uh, there's a very structured process in terms of moving back into events. It's been put in place. Because it's been put in place, we're already seeing a return of events in China. In Hong Kong, uh, we're really not looking at anything in September, October. Those, funnily enough, in Hong Kong, we don't have that structure in place yet, and I think it's because we haven't had a full lockdown so they haven't thought about it as thoroughly and as clearly as they have in China where they had a full lockdown.
0: Uh, lots of interesting points there, and I think I've got quite a few questions myself. Um, again, <laughs> just a reminder, just pop into the chat questions you might have, and I'll bring them in. Um, you mentioned uh, hotels and um, how they're going to... Have you got a, the first event booked in China? That When is that yeah, time? date?
3: 20, 24th of June.
0: Okay, so on the twenty after the twenty-fourth of June we'll get you back on to see how that one goes. Um I'll so be I'll be your colour. I'll be very grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um what, in terms of, you mentioned the two and a half feet distancing, are they, how are they policing that? Or is it no, just how they need
3: the whole thing? No, it's not two and a half feet. It's, it's, they, they, what they're saying is there has to be two and a half square metres per person in a function space. So they're being logical. They're saying, assuming by doing that, you have enough space to lay it out such that people are not close to one another. So at, at lunches, it's like, uh, I think you can put five, four or five people to a round table. Um, It's hard to put it's 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 not as defined as as maybe it should be ideally, but you know the, the the fact that there are three barriers to get through before you even get in the function space. There's your going on your phone filling out your details getting your green QR code to go to the city. Get into the city, coming to the hotel, as soon as you arrive in the hotel, you get your temperature checked and all of those details. When you come to the function room, exactly the same thing. So you've gone through three or four barriers before you get into the event. You know, yeah. um, checks and barriers, checks and balances.
0: Okay, And um, I'm gonna just ask you, you mentioned about the additional opportunities that provided because you are the in the ground agent as well as the event yep. company now. So that's yep. a real opportunity to, so what, what, how, how could UK agencies who might be on this, um, even DMCs that are based in the UK, what, what's the, what's the opportunity here?
3: Okay. So I think you have to be really prepared. Um, this week I had a zoom call with all my staff in China and, and Hong Kong and, and um I said, I, I sent them in teams, all our SIPs, all our standard operating procedures from, uh, from registration desk to, you know, buffets, set dinner, you know, the whole lot, setting up meetings, even like pre setup up, we have SIPs for everything. And I said, establish a health and safety um, uh, routine in this that will meet uh, international requirements and domestic requirements. So uh, my team, um, Next week is a public holiday, Monday, so they're quite relieved we don't have to do it by Monday. So by the following Monday, I expect to have it's about twenty six to twenty seven SOPs back with a whole another list of. So when someone says to me, "What are you going to do in a meeting to deal with this?" Boom, there it goes. Um, we have. Are a small you working th-
0: with the hotels to establish yeah. those procedures and?
3: More the government regulations, like we're following the government. Well, I mean, we'll talk because the hotels. Different hotels are different. You can have, you know, there, you know, Shanghai, Beijing. There's hundreds of hotels, so it's more government regulations. But it'll be there. So when people ask us, it'll be there. The other thing we're doing, and we're going to give it to every guest that comes to China or Hong Kong, we're doing a little care pack. Every person that comes, are going to give uh, a little, and we're not going to charge for it. A little thing that with a hand sanitizer, a wipe, you know, uh, a retractable straw so they can use their own which is a big thing for drinks that they've put their lip to a glass they can use their retractable retractable straw a little pack with two so we've tried to look at things that make people nervous and that um you know we, we haven't gone to the extent of giving them a knife and fork but so um you know we're pre from what's happened the last couple of weeks we're preempting the questions that have come to us yeah. You know, how are you going to deal with it? That's going to be in our SOPs. We'll be able to send that out straight away.
0: Okay, I'm going to come to some question in a second. Ursula, just, you had some um, uh, input there from Gunter about the data for registrations, with all the things you need to fill in. You'll get a yes, no, whether you can go to an event. Any thoughts on how, because obviously European data security, GDPR, what you can ask, privacy. How, how do you, Any thoughts on what Germany might do in that regard? Yeah
2: big discussion right now because we, we want to introduce an app to, to track your, where you are and if you've been close to an if, if effect, infected person. So, um, yeah, this is a big discussion because Germany is quite sensible when it comes to to data protection. So um, we, we are still looking for a solution. Um, I think certainly regist- the registration process will be, you know, more in depth. So people will probably have to give more information. And I don't know, there may be even in the future, or maybe even testing, in um, when you attend an event, yeah,
0: yeah, okay.
2: But this this also remains to be to be seen. But I'm sure there will be additional measures during the registration process. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. I'm going to come to a couple of questions. Um, for um got a question here. After stars, um, you said business started to come back. Um, how long was that? from when it came back to the first kind of delivery so at the moment you've got an event in june the 24th yeah. from where from what the beginning of the year so that's six months five six months no, that,
3: that, that was booked um two weeks ago three weeks ago
0: so it's lead time so it's very short lead times very when it does come back
3: yeah, i'll be i'll be working on it after this okay so um i can tell you exact time so 28th of march uh at midday uh we had a YPO event coming to beijing which was cancelled at around about exactly midday, and the WHO warning went up at 2 o'clock that day. So it's 28th of March, 1,000 people cancelled for the 1st of April. Our first event back was a uh, a car dealership conference, a regional one. There's 320 guests in Shanghai, and that was the 31st of October. The request for that came, I think, if I remember correctly, the, the vaccine was announced in the last, you know, things were announced sort of end of July. That request literally came in a week after, um, a week after that happened. So they had been waiting. They had been waiting for that to happen. Um, and that was our, our first event back. So our, for our last event cancelled was a YPO, it was 1,100 people. And our first event back was a dealership conference 320, and that was 28th of March to 31st of October. But the request came after the vaccine was announced.
0: Okay, so that's SARS. So, in terms of the the event you've got on the 24th of June and any other inquiries you're seeing, is it all meetings essentially? Is that type of work that's
3: going to come back first? It's, it's, it's pure meetings. We will not. I don't. Okay, we will not. I should say, we. I do not think we will see events of choice, meaning incentives and in that, until uh, they're insurable. And that will only be when a vaccine is found. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know generally you're not going to see incentive business and that kind of leisure kind of element come back and and until they can guarantee safety. Whereas meetings and conferences and association stuff, that's kind of different. You know, it's in you know, people are making that choice to take that risk themselves.
0: Yeah. In the, the event you have on the twenty fourth of June, which we're all really interested in, um, what, what's the size of it?
3: It's not very big. It's only sixty people, but it's
0: okay.
3: first one back. It's celebration time.
0: You know, don't forget we've been doing
3: this since June uh, June 9th, uh, July January 9th, Okay, so you guys you guys started your your closure of business two or three months after us. So you know we we've
0: got a little bit of a head start on you. Well, I think it'd be really interesting to come back to have you on to find out, you know, how did that all work? What processes were put in place? What worked? What didn't? I mean, we've got a comment here about the government. uh, If they're they're not coordinating or if they're not stipulating, is it an interpretation of the regulations and everyone's going to end up doing their own thing? Or or how strict do you see it being enforced in terms of all the measures?
3: In China, very strict.
0: Yeah, okay.
3: You don't put in the measure, you Closed down by public security bureau, like halfway five minutes into the meeting. If they want to, you have to follow.
0: And if uh, a good question here from Sue um, about if you, if you are testing on entry, I'm not sure what you're testing, but what if I mean, is it? Are you testing for COVID on entry or temperature checks? I mean, no,
3: no, it's just temperature checks. They must wear a mask in the meeting. There is a temperature check, but prior to coming to the city and to travel around the city and go to public events, they have to got themselves what you call a green QR code. So they have to have gone online, given a certain amount of information, which would be very difficult in Europe. That's the challenge because a lot of it's personal. Um, and if you don't get that QR code, you can't even go to a public park.
0: But if, if so say say you pass the QR code and you arrive at the event yeah. and, and you have a temperature, what happens? Have you thought, <laughs> what, have you thought about what, what what's so post- if, if,
3: someone, if someone's on the temperature, if someone has a temperature, when they're checked, um, they'll be taken straight to the hospital. Right.
0: Okay.
3: There's no choice. Have it's not like you're your open you
0: go that? home. Do you, do you see your team doing that? Or do you, I mean, how, oh, just trying no, to think no, no,
3: through. No, right? no, those details we're thinking through at the moment because obviously they don't want people in a in a rubber suit me greeting their, their guests, right? Hmm. Um, but like I say, um, Ma, if you've got... One of the reasons Hong Kong hasn't had a surge, which you've seen in my even Singapore's had a surge where we also operate, is because everyone wears a mask. Everyone washes their hands. We don't wear gloves, but we're careful. And and those measures allow for a pretty um, high level of safety if everybody's doing it. And, but you know, I have the reverse. You know, I have a niece in Australia who works in a coffee shop and they're allowed to stay open, and I send her masks and she won't wear it because of the stigma. So there's a a huge difference there. Every single person, doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if you're the vice president or you're the cleaner, you wear a
0: mask. In the story. I I do believe, interesting, Stefania, in terms of psychological impact, so even if restaurants are open, even if sporting uh, events are open, what do you think the psychological impact of, as Gunter put it, choice events are and and what what do you think of the impact of wearing masks do you do do you see there is a stigma in the i think in the uk of people wearing masks but do you see that in italy or is it you you're horrified if people aren't wearing masks is that how it's going to change uh
1: i think we are i think as italian and as i've spoken with people and seen around people want to come out of it so it for coming out of it means wearing a mask, or wearing gloves, or um, sign up for the app, which is uh, like like Ursula said that we are having this app, which is being tested. It's going to be voluntary, and it collects your data. And there was a debate on television the other day because lots of people said I don't care whether they got my data because they got it anywhere. They get it through the system. They get it if they want it. They have it. So if that means that I can move around and I can have a bit of social life. Uh, Go for it, you know. So uh, I think we we are not reluctant to that one. We we would do. We are ready to do whatever we've been asked to, provided we can go out and
2: start doing things again.
0: Yeah, and Ursula, what about you? What do you think in terms of what's the Germany kind of reaction to masks and
2: masks? Yes, since Monday, uh, we have to wear masks when using public transport or when going to the supermarket. So um, uh, before that. A lot of people were wearing masks now everybody has to you know in in public transport so now it's it's becoming normal so it's and then okay. i think most people see it as a positive as an extra precaution uh, and uh, they, they see it as a positive measure
0: okay um i'm gonna please do pop some questions in um into the chat in terms of advice to everyone who's listening so we've got obviously a whole range of people from agency to hotel to convention bureau um dmcs etc what in your opinions i'll come to you stefania first what events do you see coming back first and what do you think people can do to bring confidence back to this industry which is a very big question
1: Ah, oh dear so uh hoping that we got some uh some rules and regulation from the government. Uh, I, we, we, you know, in the industry, we believe that pharma um, events and the tech events, uh, IT events or technological events are the first one to come out, you know, because they want to do it. And followed by um, possibly corporate events, but it depends to the extent of the number we can do things. So, so that's, that's what we are, you know, that's what we're hoping uh, to, Today and what we can do, we all have to be adaptable. You know, we have to make sure we, as an agency of DMC working on the ground, we have to make sure that which rules and regulations are imposed are followed by our suppliers. And we have to unfortunately uh, get rid of our friends if they don't follow our friends' restaurateur or a bar or caterer if they don't follow the rules and go for what can uh, make sure that assure quality and avoid risks to guests and explain to our clients that, you know, if we have these procedures in practice, that uh, this is for uh, all the best and benefit as well as two venues. So, so I think we all have to work together to make sure that we can work because I mean, uh, I don't, I as an agency or the MC, I don't exist without the venue following the rules, uh, you know, and, and, and this is it. This is why we are working together to make sure that we got You know the staff is trained. The the training of the staff has to be in place because I mean the staff are the first one to needs to react to any problems which is there. So there's loads of uh, teamwork to be done, and that's that's the only the only way we can move forward.
0: Yeah, thank you, Ursula. Same question.
2: Um, I think it's more an issue of um, you know about the size and the format of the event. So definitely smaller meetings. And um, I think each event planner or location needs to provide a concept of how do you make sure that the social distancing is being um, taken care of. And um, once this is sorted out, I think uh, we can start with small meetings. Yeah. In larger spaces, definitely. Mm. On the other side, though, um, I think we'll see some some risk avers- aversion from the, from the attendees. so I think a lot of people will really look very closely um, will I go to this event or will I be safe there? So it's really important even beforehand to, to to be very transparent and to communicate all the measures that you are taking to make sure that people are safe at the event. Before yeah. the event, but also during the event. I think it's important to remind people constantly during the event, you know, why do we need to stick to those measures? I mean, everybody knows, but when people get together, we are social beings. We want to be in touch with each other. So it's really important to, to remind them constantly when we start, um, you know, having meetings again.
0: Yeah. Gunter, who's further ahead than all of us,
3: tell us. Um, well, again same trends after sars um, for a while there was that distancing and there was that concern i i go back to it once there's a once a vaccine has been found out generally the the level of uh, concern will drop you know uh, and again if i can use two although they're very different environments sars was regional i understand but it's it's kind of regional that exploded on a on a global basis, and the financial crisis, both during SARS and financial crisis, people said to us, that's the end of the meeting industry, that's in the mice, they're not going to... There's there's no way you can replace person-to-person contact. Post-SARS, 04, 05, 06, 07 were boom years. Each year went bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, If you took out the Olympics in 08, it actually dropped for the first time. Um, Financial crisis, again post the crisis the years increased every year to 2013 people were catching up um, i think there's a lot of parts of our industry which which can be done online and there are a lot of parts which can't like it'd be much better if you and i were in the same room and i say good day how you doing and you know we chat and 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 we exchange more and more gets done Um, this is effective but it's not the most effective format so it'll come back i i agree i agree completely that initially there'll be this concern with social distancing um and and i think like all things um it doesn't matter what it is be it uh, be it something terrible and physical like a terrorist attack or whether it be an illness or a or or an ebola or whatever it is initially there's a real fear factor and everyone's very very concerned but once people have a sense of security once they know there are measures in place um that are providing them with the security and the comfort they need um, we're social beings you know and and we'll move back to it um it's um i'm just trying to remember the name of the movie um there was a movie where there were even robots and they opened the 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 containers of the old robots and the ro- old robots have had gone together because even the old robots wanted to be next to each other um the will smith maybe i robot or something like that i can't remember which name of it but you know uh because even the robots had some human characteristics so they wanted to be together right? we're not uh, we've seen it we're not isolationist very few people can be an island yeah uh, and, and that will come back. But it, there has to be a level of security and that will come with uh, knowledge of the steps you're taking to keep them safe and also knowing that there's a vaccine.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um Verne, we've got about eight, nine minutes left. I just want to make sure people, if we're not getting what you need from these sessions, do pop the question in so that we can ask it. Uh, Mercedes has got a good question. In terms of the flight domestic flight routes in China, what are, what are they implementing um, in terms of middle seats are they clear or what what are they doing to make you know to make your shanghai event or, um, Work
3: I to be to be frank um, I'm not sure how the airline right now the airline loads are very low and they're being very careful The mo- most of the people in China now take the bullet train You know um, And and it's it is simple you must have Passed that thing and have your QR code to say that you're okay and You have a temperature taken taken when you go on You've got to keep your mask on the whole time you take when you come off at the end of the day, I suppose what it is It's a little bit and this is the concern in Europe because you have controls and it's a little bit of Big Brother is watching you, right? So if you do come down with something be it the COVID-19 or the measles they know everyone that's been around you From when you left home to when you get there and they can track them um, and that's the that, um, from a personal uh, uh, freedom perspective, has always been a, a negative, and it's something that often comes up. Um, but in that sense, from our industry, it's uh, in some ways that security of knowing that you know we can look after you is kind of creates a little bit of a balance. And I think there there has to be that balance. You know, there, there has to be that balance between the freewheeling everything for the individual system and the current system that exists in China, to be honest, which is um, everything comes before the individual. So somewhere in the middle, we'll find a balance, both with events as, as well as everything else.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, so please, questions again. Um, I've got final question for all of three of you. Um, and we, all, I think we're all on the same page that live events will come back probably stronger than ever, especially when there's a vaccine. But if that is six, nine months away, it, I mean, let's face it, there is a question mark if it comes back. If we get a vaccine at all, I think that's very unlikely. We wouldn't. But if it is six, nine, even twelve months away, Stefania, what are you going to do to survive? What are you going to? What can you recommend to anyone listening about how we gear ourselves up, pivot, change, take opportunity, hybrid? What can? What? What is it? What are you going to be doing for the next three, six months to make sure you're ready? Um, to 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 come back
1: um we have to restructure and restructure meaning restructure to the new way that events will be run uh which by what i read in this uh you know theoretical paper which is ready for us event makers it's going to take a lot of uh course all courses because you have to be ready for when they come back you have to make sure that The venues are in place, you have have to stay in contact with your suppliers because I can be here in 12 months because I've put aside for rainy days, but not all our suppliers may be there, so we must make sure and keep contact with suppliers to make sure they are around and we have to speak with clients regularly like we do now. Because, I mean, you speak to them, you, you face to face and see whether they are ready to go hybrid, whether they're ready to go digital, uh, even though we're not a digital agency, but we can support them to that extent uh, and uh, be frank and honest, uh, you know, with what is going on in our country. So I, I can see we, we received inquiries for January you know, and for February, uh, for March next year. So we're hoping that the situation is going to ease up, you know, a little bit, uh, and be able to produce it. But until uh, until we know what what we've been asked for, until we know um, how many people we can start meetings with, uh, I think it's a little bit difficult to say what we are able to do. For sure, we will need to adjust our proposals to make sure that you know a venue which mm-hmm. used to take a thousand people now will only take four hundred you know, at least for uh, the first months. So, so, I mean, we have to be ready to, to make proposals accordingly, yeah. You know, and and be, yeah. be informative, be informative of what's going on.
0: Great, thank you. Uh, Ursula, same question.
2: Um, well, I think it's important to use this time and prepare for live events in a different style, but it's also important, really, to, to build digital expertise and uh, because, um, I mean, hybrid events, digital editions, multi-site conferences, I think we're here to stay, and um, we look at them now and we see what's good, what's not so good with it, but I think we're not going back, we're here to stay, and and versus a lot of good sites. So what we do at the GCB, we have, for example, a couple of people are training now as a digital event strategist to build up this expertise. We also have, um, hopefully, (laughs) in September, we we, we plan to have an event called BOCOM, which is actually a research project looking at multi-site conferences. Um, It's supposed to take place in various places in the States, in various locations and hubs within Europe. And we want to see how. really how hybrid events or how online events compared to live events so things like that we you know take a lot of our time at the moment.
0: Yeah good thank you and final word Gunter to you what, what, what um, you're a bit ahead what can you advise people listening?
3: Well there, there, there's two things that I see as crucial. Um, I think when business comes back which it will in some ways Trust is going to be a huge issue. I mean, if you have a hard day at work and you come home to a completely different apartment or house, you don't feel comfortable, right? So the people you've worked with, the people you know, they they want to know who they're dealing with. There there is going to be a lot more trust, uh, but you have to support that with the structures you put in place. For me, the most important thing has been the process of maintaining the mental Awareness readiness and health of my staff because they're your internal customers You have your suppliers and you have your customers. There's no point chasing them now because we we don't know what's happening But you can't do anything without your internal customers and for me It's that it's been that you know that weekly meeting with the whole group that individual um, Call because they're in the same situation. They're stuck at home that individual call making sure they're okay their kids are okay their families, okay Um, so on one side Working with them to put into place, like I said, the SOPs and put into place all the structures we're going to need when they come back. But really important to understand that when it does return, regardless of the format it comes in, whether it's hybrid, digital, regular, you need your people who have got experience, who you trust, who other people trust. Um, and, and and I think that's really that's a. That, that's a focus that I think uh, I haven't seen enough of in media and that. It's all about your customers and your suppliers. Don't forget your internal customers. They're the ones, they're the base on which you build your business and on which you survive. They're your roots.
0: Well said. I think that's an excellent point. Um, i really like to thank all of uh, Stefania, Ursula and Gunter for joining, um, especially at Late Night for Gunter. Um, I, <laughs> I, really I dream- have my wine. <laughs> really appreciate the time you've given, um, Guns, I'd love to have another session as soon as your uh, next that event confirms and delivers, just sure. to see um, how it all went. And uh, everyone else, thank you all for listening. Um, the pivot tables session tomorrow on best practice. So, and if you can, as you're leaving, um, if you can say what you found valuable in this session today and what you think uh, you'd like to see in the next one. Um, thank you all. Thanks for the panel. Next week, we bring you The Agency Perspective. Tune in on Wednesday, 3pm, 6th of May. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Instagram or contact us at mysplit.com.